Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another edition of Deportes Nation. Today podcast, yes, some of you are listening to us and some of you are actually watching us as well here on YouTube and throughout other social media platforms. And you can see the wrinkles in Uncle Alex's face. I'm Alex Parra. Thank you for joining us. Beside me, I welcome the lovely and talented Ashley Rodriguez. First of all, Ashley, how are you? And uh, welcome to another way of presenting Deportes Nation. Hi, Alex. How are you? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited about this, Alex. I like this. Our audience gets to see us interact. Um, they get to see that I'm I'm nice to you well, and that you're nice to me because I, I know that there's some people that are like, oh, they bully each other. But no, it's it's totally fine. It's all love here with Uncle Alex. A lot of love. Not only that, but apparently we both got the memo about wearing the same uh, clothing, the same, the same look today. Right. What do you think? I'm I'm digging it. it. It's called the Steve Jobs look because Steve <laughs> Jobs used to wear a lot of uh, black turtlenecks. He did. So we got the vibe going. I love it. Well, actually, also where we are in South Texas, it's cold. For us, it's cold. So this is the and one time we can bust out the turtlenecks because you can't do this in August. I know. I know. And and honestly, here in Texas, it gets below 60 degrees and everyone's bundling up. So it's normal <laughs> for us. We don't have that much time of the year where we're able to dress up fancy with our winter clothing. So this this is definitely a must for us. It is a must and it's a first for us. So this is the first time that we're together on camera this way. So we want your feedback. Uh, probably we'll say Uncle Alex out, more of Ashley. That's usually <laughs> the way this works and the way the ratings will go up. Well, Ashley, let's get started with another edition of Deportes Nation, Sports and More, Deportes y Más in Espanol and today in this version, at least in English. A lot to talk about, a little bit, and in, 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 uh, we wanted to start with the continuation, I'm calling it the presidential election saga. President Trump is still fighting and, and I don't think he's ever gonna give up. And I think more than anything, uh, Ashley, as, as much as Biden and Harris are starting their transition, I think the questions that are being raised by the Trump campaign are reasonable questions that actually go to the, the, the very heart of our electoral process and our electoral system. It, it really has to do with, can we trust the system? Right, absolutely, no. And, and look, just a recap for those that are just joining us here on the Portes Nation, the Portes y Mas. This is um, the mass par part, by the way. Th this is the mass part. This is the more, <laughs> or the sports and more. Um, you know, up until now, Alex, you know, like you said, it, it is a saga where there's so much going on behind closed doors. There's a lot of movement um, now with this election. Uh, definitely has lasted a lot longer than any of us have anticipated. That's for sure. Sure. Um, but like I said, so recapping from last week's show, the Electoral College has until December 14th to basically elect a president, correct? So when that doesn't happen, um, then we start moving into, you know, the courts and stuff. And actually, we're already seeing a lot of stuff happening within each state court. So last week, we talked about how Pennsylvania, the Republican Party, took um, the this whole election and voter fraud to the court of Pennsylvania. And so much so to where the judge in Pennsylvania said, hey, let's go ahead and halt anything. Let's not make a decision as a state, meaning the Electoral College, um, before we get things sorted out. And now this week, we have also seen things happen with other states as well. So that's kind of where we're at right now. So again, we have, or I say we, the United States has until um, the Electoral College, I apologize, has until December 14th to announce uh, the winner. And again, like you said, Alex, 
President Trump is not going to give up on this. And there is a lot of evidence that points to where there is voter fraud. There is a lot of people coming forward, a lot of testimonies that are coming forward. The only thing I will say, Alex, is that something as important as this, we have not seen it stream or be shown, I should say, on live television. And I think that this is something so monumental, so important uh, to where I believe that the American people should be allowed or able to follow a lot more easier because Up until now, we've seen a lot of streaming online, such as Facebook or other websites, to where I turn to the media, you know, big networks like Fox and CNN and MSNBC, and they're not showing this live. You know, we just kind of see recaps. And I feel like the American people have a right to know what is happening in our government. And like you said, a lot of stuff is going to be uncovered. And some of us might want that to happen. And a couple of other us us don't want that to happen. So um, I believe that regardless, we shouldn't blind ourselves just because we may or may not like the results of this election at the end of the day or what might be uncovered. But I believe it's about taking in that information and being um, informed as to what is happening within our own government. So again, just kind of turning over to the media and saying, why aren't you showing everything? You know, what's 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 holding you back from uh, giving this information to the American people? Sure. Well, I, I, I would retort, Ashley, and say because a lot of the media outlets have already made their decision, their decision about where right. the election goes. They, the media outlets, are not the ones that decide this. And again, I'm not being for Biden, for Trump, against Biden, against Trump. We should all rely on a system, hopefully, that is clear, that is transparent, and that is accurate. And, and I think, and, and look, initially, I, I, I'll tell you my personal feeling. Initially, I said, why is Trump doing this? Is he a sore loser? Those were the, the, the thoughts that ran across my mind. And whether it's one vote, or millions of votes, we should be able to ask about the integrity of the process and the system. If we can't ask those questions, regardless of the party, then we have problems. And the reality is this, I believe that the election will eventually still go to Biden. I really believe that. But what we're going to uncover, Ashley, is gonna be disturbing. And that's what really troubles me. Because then we're gonna have to look at ourselves and say, you know what? If that election was not clean, which elections in the past and which elections in the future are going to be in the same situation? I think it's going to end up two ways, Ashley. We're going to realize it's an imperfect system and then we're going to have to figure out a way to fix it. How are we, meaning a, a society, a political culture, going to fix this? I think technology will play a part, number one, but also things may have to change, even going as far, Ashley, as changing the electoral college. I think this is a perfect moment for maybe the popular vote to be the rule versus the electoral college. And many people still don't understand. My vote, I counted, but it's still not your vote that decides. It's the delegates at the electoral college that actually decide who the president is. Correct. And look, also moving forward from this, Alex, because if things aren't decided within each each state court, then it's going to turn over to the Supreme Court. And that is where everything 
again, not just with stuff that is happening with the voter fraud, there's a lot of things that are going to be discovered in this. And as Sidney Powell, one of the attorneys that is working with the Trump administration, she had already said, this is going to be apocalyptic. She is an attorney for the American people, not just for Trump, not just you know for what is happening. She's an attorney for the American people. And that's why she even stepped aside about a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago, um, and, and really took charge of what is happening because of what has been discovered. Now, what has been discovered, I can't say just yet. There's a lot of talk here and there, and I don't want to misinform people because, again, the, this has not happened yet, so I can't really speak on it. I think that it would be wrong of me to do so. But again, there's a lot of stuff that is happening behind closed doors, a lot of things that are being um, discovered. And the thing here, Alex, is that People have already been, um, those that have signed affidavits who, again, when you sign an affidavit, you're saying that this is the truth. What I say in court, I'm swearing that this is the truth and I will uphold that because if not, you know, you can and will go to prison if you lie on the stand. So a lot of people that are coming forward that have witnessed voter fraud, that have witnessed a lot of unjust and a lot of, um, you know, just irregularities behind closed doors uh, throughout the election, they're coming forward and saying, actually, this is what I witnessed. And so now we turn to the court and saying, these are people who are swearing, you know, they, they have an oath to, to, to testify and, and to be truthful. It is your job to listen to these people and to take that information and to uphold justice. So again, it this whole entire thing that is happening here is about trusting our system. It's a long and lengthy process but I, I want to say that, you know, with a foundation such as, or I want to say as strong as the one that we have here in the United States, I hope that it continues. I hope so. And if not, like you said, we have to fix it. We have to be able to question the system. And if there are stuff that just doesn't add up, that we will be able to be strong enough to fix it in the future. I hope so. I hope so. So what do you ladies and gentlemen think? Are you, are you comfortable with the results? Do you think we should continue, we as a society, as a, as a country um, questioning uh, elections. And I think we're going down a rabbit hole, honestly, that doesn't end. So starting out with a little bit of politics here on the Portes Nation, I'm Alex Parra beside me. Yes, you can see the lovely and talented Ashley <laughs> Rodriguez. And Ashley, let, let's move on to the sports uh, world, if you will. And what I consider a very disturbing story that came out of high school football. High school football in the United States is huge in Texas. It's, it's, it's the king of sports, if you will. Friday Night Lights and beyond. Last night, um, there was a football game in South Texas between two teams, Edinburgh High School and Far San Juan Alamo. And nothing uh, wrong with that. Typical games happened in Texas Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights in big stadiums, big crowds. There was an ejection in the game and it was referee Fred Garcia who went out who said based, and forgive me, I don't know the details of the ejection, but a, a player, a lineman named Emmanuel Duran was ejected from, from, from the game because of his conduct. And what we see next, Ashley, to me is, is awful, is the worst in sports, and I would dare say it borders on the criminal. This young man, who I'm, I'm sure was upset, who I'm sure was frustrated, ran from the sideline after being ejected, and basically blindsided the referee. Again, referee Fred Garcia. It is incredible for me to think that this is 
a reality that this happened. Most of you have seen the video of, of this, it's gone viral, and it's sad in so many ways, Ashley, but this is not the way to conduct yourself. It is completely, completely wrong, Alex. There's no other way to put it. Um, this young man has a lot of anger issues. He has a lot of uh, sportsman-like conduct issues. I'll say that because there is no other way to put it. Right based on the video and again if there's some way that we're able to to showcase it to you or we'll be able to do that on our social media platforms uh at deportes nation arroba deportes nation ladies and gentlemen you can follow us facebook instagram twitter um we'll be able to post that video for you just so you can reference back if we're not able to put it here um but again if you look at the video the the referee makes a call and edmund um or emmanuel makes makes this um this decision to go ahead and go tackle he made I mean, a beeline straight toward the ref forward. yeah completely completely wrong alex there's no other way to put it um alex you you saw right right before we actually started going live here or on air with deportes nation you saw my expression re-watching this video i was in complete shock he had to be escorted off this uh off the field by police officers um, the other team, of course, the other uh, players from the other team even went at him. They, they know it's wrong. Every student athlete that was on that field that night saw how completely wrong his actions were. And Alex, moving forward from this, let's talk about consequences. Sure. You know, this is this is a student athlete on a high school level. This hasn't he hasn't even made it to the collegiate level. He has not made it to the professional level. And to be completely honest, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I hope that this young man does not make it to the professional level, because let me just say this. NFL has a lot of rules. They have a lot of um, regulations that athletes should follow as they should. But these actions going up against a referee, I mean, tackling full body, taking him out will not be accepted on a professional level because, again, it's not professional. And on a collegiate level, you are seen you're on a much bigger stage. So this, of course, is not going to be a good example to those that are going to, you know, college football games, you know, the younger crowd that are seeing this happen. It's not OK. It is violent. And it is completely, completely irresponsible on his part and his actions. So I don't agree with it. We don't condone it here. And I just I think that the consequence should be that he should be suspended for the rest of the season. And colleges should really think about, you know, whether if they want to take someone like him in or not. Ashley, I would dare say that 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 this is a criminal act. Uh, uh, he blindsided the referee. He didn't, the referee didn't see this young man coming toward him. Look, I understand we are young. We've all been, we've all lost our temper at some point. It's human to do that. We've all seen red. I, as a, as a former soccer player, saw moments when, 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 when I just lost it. it. It happens. A couple of things. Number one, what happens to referees now if in youth sports, because this is youth sports, if, if referees are now scared for their well-being? And I live in a soccer culture, Ashley, and I'm blessed to be part of, of, of a soccer club that, that I'm out at, at games pretty much every weekend. Referees are abused. They're verbally abused by players. They're verbally abused by parents and family members who think it's okay to yell at a 16, 17-year-old young lady who's trying to earn extra cash uh, calling soccer games on the weekend. We're talking about 10-year-olds abusing their parents abusing these referees. And now when we see this video, it makes me think of all referees. We need referees because referees stand for rules. Are they perfect? No. They're going to make mistakes, ladies and gentlemen. They are imperfect. 
But we have to accept that a human being, like all of us, are going to make mistakes. But we've created a culture, Ashley, where it's accepted to yell at referees. And I'm going to use you as an example. You have been on the NFL sidelines with people at NFL games who come, have two or three or four beers, and they feel it's okay to yell abuse. I'm sure probably at you and for sure at the referees when they make mistakes. Why have we allowed that culture now to, to, to go to our youth sports? That's what I think is part of this problem. This young man felt it was okay to challenge the referee in that form. So we're doing ourselves a, a, a disservice by allowing this culture to continue. That's why I go back to my final point, Ashley. The example for this young man should be criminal charges. There's no other way around it because if we don't do that, then it's going to happen again. I mean, the, re the referee was completely laid out, Alex. I mean, and this is an older man. And let me just say this. Don't make fun of us older men, Ashley, okay? <laughs> he, he was a much older man. And, and so, of course, like his, I mean, Alex, if, if, if <laughs> even like a younger person at his age, you, you would have seen the way that he charged at him completely laid him out. It's dangerous. And the other thing, too, if you look at this young man, if you can, it's just he's huge. I mean, he literally looks like a baby J.J. Watt and compared to all of <laughs> his other uh, to his teammates and all the rest of the players there. I mean, this guy is huge for a high schooler. And um, of course, someone of that um body type would be great in collegiate and NFL uh, on an NFL level. But I mean, right now, I mean, this, this is your attitude. Attitude is everything. The way that you conduct yourself outside of, you know, making it to the big leagues says everything, how you're going to act when you're in the big league. So yeah. um, well, like you said, Alex, it, it is a criminal act. I don't agree with it. And I think that this kid should definitely be punished. What do you ladies and gentlemen think? Do you agree or disagree with us? And, and I think maybe there's more to the story, Ashley. And, and we always have to leave that, 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 that open mind that maybe the young man was going through something. Maybe he's got other uh, issues, mental health issues. I, but, I don't know this. Alex, I don't want to speculate. Alex, and, and, but here's the thing. Do we then justify that because he went through something? Because then we can turn to other issues in our society sure. that are going on and say, oh, no, like it, it's okay because he went through something. Or, oh, look, he, he was brought up differently than, than someone else. And so his actions are then justified or argu argumentably, you know, sure. maybe okay or not. So I and this is just my personal opinion. I don't care what happened, the way that you act you know, aside from everything that is going on, says more about you than the circumstances that you're going through. Agreed. And I think that that is what we should also focus on. And that is just my opinion. Agreed. And I think now, re now, regardless of what happened. Forgive me, Ashley, one final point on, on, on this story. I've lived this at soccer matches and, and I'm going to say this and I'm not trying to be racist in any way. In Latino soccer leagues where I've gone many times, people have literally run away after a player has been ejected, they go back to their car, grab a gun, and start shooting at the referee and the players. This happens, this has happened, and, and God forbid that it should ever get to that point, but it, it really is scary that at, at, in youth sports now, it, it, with this example in, in high school football, that this referee was assaulted in that way. Now, there are several sports that are violent, including um, uh, combat sports, Ashley, and we were talking about the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones fight last 
last week. Were you able to watch that? By the way, did you did you pay the the fifty dollars to watch these fifty year old men um, try to rekindle their youth? I I did. You know, we we were able to watch it Saturday night. I thought it was something interesting. I mean, we had talked about it on the show, and I was like, hey, why not? Let's go ahead and watch it. And let me just say, it was an eventful night. The leading up to those fights, because you know you have a couple of other um, boxers that are you know trying to make it. You know they're they have a couple of one, two, three, four, five uh, fights underneath them, and yeah. there's some talented guys that that we should definitely keep an eye out for. And so, but yes, Alex, leading up to that, the fight before Mike Tyson and Roy Jones was one with. Nate Robinson, I just want to make sure, sure. Nate Robinson yeah. and Jake Paul. Now, Jake Paul is a famous YouTuber. He is known for... So what is he known his, for? I, I, I didn't know who this Jake yeah, Paul guy he's, was. He's known for his crazy tactics, the, the way that he... I mean, he's just crazy. He's wild. He's even said it so himself. Um, he's but wild. he's got he's millions always, of followers, right? Millions and millions of wow. followers. And he is making bank on YouTube. I mean, he has a couple of other business uh, things aside, of course, but... Um, he decided not too long ago to take up boxing. He said that he had always uh, grown up in, in, you know, sports and stuff. So he wanted to take a new venture into boxing. He already has two fights underneath him prior to this, uh, to this one. And so um, even though he didn't fight any professional boxers, he did end up going undefeated in his last two fights. So again, he's, he's two and oh, and, um, going into the Nate Robinson fight. So just a little background story. So Nate Robinson is also a professional athlete. He was in the NBA. Right. And so, um, incredible athlete. Let me just, I want to emphasize this. He's an incredible athlete who decided to call out Jake Paul. And he did so in a video. He's like, Hey, you know what? I challenge you. Um, and he went as far as saying like, Hey, if you end up beating me, well, then this is probably going to be the highlight of your career because you're a YouTuber, et cetera, et cetera. So anyways, Jake Paul listening to this decided to take on the challenge and he goes, all right, bet let's go ahead and go for it. So, um, last Saturday they meet in the ring and let me just say this again, Alex, because this really, the reason why we're, we're going to talk about this is because it's not so much as to what happened but the after because it wasn't of much happened. of a fight so, actually. <laughs> so let me just say what happened. So Jake Paul in the second in the second round ends up knocking out Nate Robinson. I mean cold, I mean out. So of course the memes come on and you have prior to this fight um famous NBA players such as Steph Curry, um LeBron, all these guys that are cheering on their their um NBA, you know, buddy just, you know, cheering him on. And so um he really has a lot of support coming from professional athletes even in the NFL, MLB, you know, they're really rooting for Nate on And this, this was one. prior to the fight, right? This is prior to the fight. And so again, in the second round, Jake Paul knocks him out. And also, let me say, you could really tell if you go back and really watch this fight, Nate Robinson is really clinging on. So whenever he's, you know, there really wasn't much action there as far as like punching and stuff on his part. He was more so getting cleaned up in there. And so the referee had to come in gosh, so many times, Alex, I lost count to where he has to break them up. So you really weren't seeing a lot of action. Right. Jake Paul seemed a lot more calm. He seemed a lot more collected. Obviously, he's done this before. This is uh, Nate Robinson's first fight. And so and maybe his last fight, maybe his last fight. Who knows? But look, and let me just say this. I do appreciate and applaud someone wanting to take on a new challenge, try something new 
maybe perhaps try preparing a little bit more next time because again it was a it was a knockout on on the second round and so anyways this caused an uproar and in the professional athletes world you know nba players were like oh my gosh nate like man what were you thinking um a lot of other people were like oh i stand with nate now this is where the hot topic comes in leading up to this alex you know, the next day, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all this week, we have seen athletes talk about this fight and they're all saying, I stand with Nate. There was even a hashtag, um, you know, going viral on, on Twitter that was hashtag I stand with Nate. Okay. And a lot of people were like, well, Nate isn't even standing up the next morning. So what are you talking about, man? And so a lot of them were saying that they were trying to make this a racial issue. I'll get right to it. They were making this a racial issue. It's like, oh, of course, you know, um, so let me let, go let ahead me interrupt and take you. on this. For those of you that don't know, um, Nate Robinson and is African-American and, and uh, Jake Paul is, is Anglo, correct? Yes. Okay, yes. got it. So going into this, they started to make this a racial issue. And so a lot of NBA players were like, oh, I want to take on this white boy or, oh, he's just a YouTuber or, oh, he, he won't be able to take this on. So a lot of, you know, backlash started coming for Jake Paul as if he wasn't the one that was being called out. And here's what I'll, I'll just, you know, say this, Alex, this is a perfect example as to why we should leave politics and racial issues outside of sports. Now, before people come at me, I completely understand that there are <laughs> there are people in this country that suffer from racial injustice, and of I completely, I as a minority, I completely understand that. Um, even though I myself have been very blessed to not been targeted by that, however, um, I under, I'm very aware of it and I understand it. However, this issue is not that. You have two athletes, and I will say that Jake Paul is now an athlete because you know he's been training as such. You know, he really, I mean, to have now three fights going undefeated. Um, it says a lot about how he's training. I mean, he really is working hard and he wants to even take this on as a professional career. He even called out Conor McGregor, Alex. So wow. I'm telling Good you, luck this, with guy, that one. This, this guy is really taking this serious. He wants to continue moving forward with his boxing career. Now, again, I've already mentioned Nate Robinson, a great athlete outside of the ring. He wanted to try something new. He called out someone and he got knocked out for it. I mean, this is what happens. There was bound to be a winner and a loser. And I think that we should just focus on that rather than oh, this white boy thinks that he can come in and beat up on, you know, whatever. And and you can go and reference the tweets. I mean, you just literally put in the hashtag and so much will come up. But Alex, this is, again, what I'm saying. This this is nothing this is more than just a guy who, who just so happened to be black ended up calling out a, a guy who happened to be white. And, you know, they, they sh both showed up on the ring and one ended up losing, one ended up winning. And I think that that's really what what this is. There's nothing more to it, you know. It, there, yeah. I think that's really all you could say. There's not much more to it other sure. than that. You know? Ashley, I'm I'm not going to pretend to know the the social media uh, callouts, uh, the challenges back and forth. I, I I'm not going to pretend. What does trouble me in in, in listening to you and in, in reading some of 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 the uh, the articles about this. There are some racial undertones when it comes to this particular. It was it was an exhibition boxing match, but like right. like that, Ashley, I'm afraid we as a society continue to have undertones from from from. Again, I don't believe in races. I, I think there's one race, the human race. Uh, to me, it's as simple as that. And and we segregate ourselves by doing that. Um, I, I'm going to say this, and 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 I think many of us have have thought about this. 
in, 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 and, and again, I, 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 I'm not meaning any disrespect or racist, but what I say, there are some people, to me, the N-word is, is unacceptable, should not be used under any circumstances. And, but, and I'll chime in and, and, and yeah. just not to interrupt, but I completely agree with that as well. I believe no, it's unacceptable. No, no place for it. It's, it's demeaning. It, it has a history of, of racial injustice, abuse, a legacy that, that should not continue. And by us continuing to use the word, any of us continuing to use the word, it, it keeps it in, 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 in the lexicon. It keeps it in the forefront of, of what we're trying to change. But, right. but, but my confusion is that it's okay for some people to use it and others not. Um, and, 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 and that's what troubles me. And, and I'm not calling anyone out by, by color, but there are people that feel it's okay to still continue to use it and have owned it and appropriated it, but, 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 but they forbid others to do it. Uh, Ashley, you know, as, as, a, as a Latino, as a Hispanic, um, which I think of myself secondary to being a human being first, uh, it, it, I, I'm, I'm not okay with anybody using derogatory terms toward us, toward Latinos, including Latinos toward ourselves. I hope I'm, I'm trying to right. make my point. If we're against a certain way of presenting our views, language is one of them, uh, then it should be consistent against anyone who In uses everything. it. And we should call everyone out. Who does it? And that's where the inconsistencies and the undertones of racism, unfortunately, uh, Ashley, continue. Right. No, absolutely. And I, and I totally get what you're saying, Alex. Look, bottom line, you know, when it comes to certain things, I think that we've progressed a lot as a society when it comes to racial issues. However, I do believe that there is a lot more things that need work and that we can certainly, certainly improve on. However, in this circumstance, it was you have it's beautiful to see two athletes or two people joining in on a ring, joining in on, on, you know, what is an exhibition fight and to have them be of different backgrounds and still participate and be on that level. You know, they are on, on that level. Now sure. they may not be on the same level as far as, you know, readiness. You have Ability, Jake Paul sure. who, who prepared more, um, who has, you know, more experience as far as, you know, the, the, the boxing goes. And, you know, maybe if it were something else, you know, maybe if, if it was in basketball and it was just challenged like a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, maybe that would be a different story. And I think that that's what we should focus on here. Not necessarily that, you know, it's as Michael Jackson said, you know, black or white, you know, it, it's just something for me that I personally love as a, as a sports reporter and, you know, um, Alex, I'm sure it goes for you too. You know, we see all walks of life come together and you see these incredible athletes and show their talent on the field or on the court, or in this case, the ring. And that's what makes it so beautiful. And there shouldn't be a, a divisiveness here. Now, again, we've, we've seen it on social media and just this week alone, you know, there was a lot of people. It's like, Hey, this doesn't have to be a racial thing. Stop bringing race into this. A guy called someone else out. He got it handed to him and that's it. There's nothing, you know, there's no hidden racial agenda behind it. It's, hey, you know, if anything, you know, in this case, Nate Robinson was the one that challenged Jake Paul, you sure. know, and people on his side are, are, you know, making it about race. So for me, again, it's just let's leave this out of sports. Um, and in this circumstance, you know, again, it 
it should, it should have just been focused, zeroed in on, my gosh, you know, you have these two guys that are stepping into the ring. They're not professional boxers. They're wanting to, to go ahead and take this challenge. And this was the result of it. I think that that's really more so it. But um, again, that's just my opinion. I think that, you know, social media also brings out a lot of the ugly to where I see that people probably in real life. And I hope that they would kind of hold back on this commentary and wouldn't be so bold. But again, I think that that is the issue. Social media really brings forward a lot of the ugliness of, of what people have inside of them. And it shows their true colors or, or maybe just in that moment, which regardless, it's not justified. I, I think it's wrong regardless, but um, yeah. And in, in this case, again, it's just focusing in on what was the fight and um but yeah, I mean, look, and let me just say this. Let me kind of turn turn uh, the subject here a little bit. I think, Alex, I, again, I don't know if you saw the fight or what, what happened afterwards. Snoop Dogg, he's a rapper. He I know Snoop Dogg, okay? I know him. You know who Snoop Dogg is? I You're do. not that old? Not okay, that old. gotcha. See, I'm not trying to be mean, Alex. You know I love you. Thank you. Uh, he ended up being one of the commentators that night, and he was just so entertaining. I swear, Alex, if we ever have the opportunity to bring him on Deportes Nation, we need to do having it. a conversation with him would just be hysterical. I'm sure I would be crying laughing. But a lot of people, I, I also tweeted that I wanted to see more of Snoop Dogg commentating and everyone. And I mean like Yahoo Sports, uh, CNN, like all these people were chiming in on saying like, what an amazing job Snoop Dogg. I mean, he's just funny. You, you really just saw him all throughout the night. Just oh, so funny. So if anything, that was the highlight of my night, not even seeing Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, which is these guys did an amazing job too. I mean, they, they were struggling towards the end, but it was a, it was an interesting exhibition fight, and um, but yeah, I think Snoop Dogg was the real winner out of everyone here. Was the real night. star of the night the there, real according star. to Ashley Rodriguez. By the way, um, the Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson fight ended up in a draw. By the way, after eight rounds. Yes. So For those of you that didn't know, um, wrapping up also with combat sports. Uh, yesterday, Ashley, I had the opportunity to speak to Eric Drath. He is the filmmaker the award-winning filmmaker behind the soon-to-be-shown, actually debuting tonight uh, on Showtime, Macho, the Hector Camacho story. And it talks about the Hall of Fame boxer from Puerto Rico who had an incredible boxing career. One of the, I consider, one of the, the, the all-time uh, um, uh, legends in boxing. And his uh, unfortunate and tragic death, he was murdered um, in, in Puerto Rico, and to this day, the crime has not been solved. So I was able to speak to Eric uh, Drath, the, the director, the filmmaker, a project that took two years to, to become a reality. And, and what he talked about was trying to remember him because really no one had explored beyond his boxing career what happened after the lifestyle he led and the tragic murder of, of Macho. Hector Macho Camacho. So it, 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 we wanted to talk a little bit about that today. And many of you that are boxing fans remember Hector Macho Camacho, quite a character. Um, what I learned from Eric in, in the interview we, we, we had with him, Ashley, was that basically what you saw was who he was. He enjoyed the lifestyle. Yes, he got into drugs and other things, but he believes the lifestyle and the culture of city uh, or street life, if you will, is what got him in trouble. And also he says that right now Puerto Rico is a dangerous place where people don't snitch on each other. And it's just it's just a place where, unfortunately, there's a lot of chaos, at least when it comes to, to law and order. You're much younger than me, but, but do you remember Macho Camacho? 
You know, I've, I've heard stories about him, Alex, and, <laughs> and it, it's, it's incredible. You know, this, I, I really think that in, in a situation like this, any type of awareness and attention that is brought to any sort of injustice, or in this case, you know, a, a mystery that has not been solved right. is truly, truly so important. And that goes with any victim. We, we've seen so much here, here in our own Houston area, just, um, kind of taking this example and putting it into real life, you know, what's going on today at, at present day, um, you know, just four women this past month, or actually this month alone, have been found um, murdered. And, and, and still, you wow. know, there's a lot of talk here in Houston as to, you know, is there a serial killer on the loose? You know, we don't know. But again, any type of attention that you bring to this, uh, to, to what has happened is so important. So I think that this is incredible that this is happening and of course the fact that you know he as an incredible athlete i think that this is you know even even more so interesting it, it will rekindle a lot of memories for for for, for many of us who, who who grew up watching hector macho camacho and 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 really you've gotten to the core of the story ashley which is the complete picture someone's life isn't just necessarily their tragic death and and i think right. you speak of that uh, obviously there's focus and and tonight uh, the the uh, documentary will be airing on, on Showtime and, and beyond throughout the month of December. But there are a lot of people that are not as famous as Hector Macho Camacho, mm -hmm. who maybe don't have that level of notoriety, good or bad, uh, but but unfortunately have met met a tragic death. And and if nothing else, what I learned from Eric that that part of his motivation was to give the family closure. And and actually, he says there's some information that he has because it's an ongoing investigation that he couldn't actually put in the film. I wish we could help other families, Ashley, the same way because there are families today, right now, that are hurting because their loved ones are gone and they don't have answers. And, and I'm sure that's painful. And, and if there's any way we could help others, we, we should try to find a way. I absolutely agree. And I do know that there are resources out there, Alex. I do know that there are YouTube videos that you're able, and, and we'll try to link those down below for everyone in, in case if you are interested in, in looking more um, in, into those stories or these mysteries, I should say, these unsolved mysteries um, of just unjust, you know, injustice that, that hasn't been served. And yeah. so for me, I think that that is important that we find those resources and help. Um, but yes, we'll be able to link those down below. And also there are websites that you're able to go, hot tip lines and stuff like that. So um, it, it's always good to be aware and, and find ways to help. But yes, in this situation, Alex, like you said, you know, um, there are people who may not have had that platform. Um, but, you know, it's important that we as the media are able to find ways to, to help those that are not on that platform. So we Absolutely. are their platform. So We are the platform and we, ladies and gentlemen, can make a difference. Ashley, we've got to go. Our first podcast, that's also a video podcast, if that's a term. It's, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed being next to you. <laughs> I'm certainly half of our screen is going to get good ratings. You're half. And my half is not <laughs> going to do so well, but, but this is who we are and we, we enjoy doing this. I hope you ladies and gentlemen enjoy it too. Ashley, it's, it's been a pleasure. How did you enjoy this first ride with this video technology? I love it. You know, this is, um, this is the Portas Nation social distancing, I guess you could say. <laughs> the it's Portas safe Nation this way. social yeah. distancing um, in 2020, which, my gosh, Alex, it's already December and this year is almost over. Crossing my fingers that next year brings some sort of better better events to come because I I want to be next to you. You know, I love you too much. We, we need to don't, be. Don't get excited. We may be doing uh, right. this for the well, next couple of years. Ladies and gentlemen, you see it's him. Now you can see it's him. It's not me.
No, but um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. I, I love this. I think that we should continue to do this, ladies and gentlemen. Again, let us know what you think. Do you like seeing Alex on screen? Um, no. Do you like seeing me on screen? Yes. Let us know. You're able to do that on all of our social media platforms at the Portis Nation. So make sure to follow us there. And also, um, Alex, uh, our, our personal Twitter accounts. Please, yeah. Alex, Alex R. Barra. Right. And then myself, um, arroba Ashley Rodriguez Oficial. So you're able to follow us there. Um, and yeah, just, just let us know your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. We would love to hear from you. And on behalf of our uh, production crew, on behalf of Ashley Rodriguez, I'm Alex Parra. Thank you for joining us. And until next time here on Deportes Nation. Bye, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.